0: Hello and welcome to Cross Street Coaching. I'm your host, Jason from Hawthorne Union. This show is designed to be bite sized information on personal growth, career and leadership development, and professional coaching.
1: All right. Hello, everyone.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Cross Street Coaching. And for this episode, after doing a lot of interviews, um, I wanted to kind of share just my thoughts again, since that is what kind of started on this journey. It's about five o'clock in the morning here, um, just because of how drastically things have changed so quickly. Um, it's really, really interesting uh, how this quickly, quickly unfolded, this whole coronavirus situation unfolded from a slightly concerning uh, atmosphere into basically a complete change of the way business is done, the way life is, um, and if anything, it, it really quite shows us how woefully underprepared we are. Probably most most of us as individuals, I'm sure there's some people who are prepared for this, and as a society as well. Um, but if you're anything uh, like me, which is, this has been kind of a, a coaster. And yesterday I, I felt after probably two weeks of a little, a little, uh, wackadoodle, (laughs) a little wackadoodle times, definitely some, some new experiences. Um, I, I started to feel a, a return to normalcy. Um, not that things are quote unquote normal, but that they are, uh, that I, I felt some semblance of myself, some semblance of a routine Uh, you know, I, I'm not a stranger from working from home. I, I was doing it on the regular. I I'm particularly not a hundred percent, a fan of it. As for me, there's a lot of, there's a lot of distractions at home. Uh, And now with, you know, at, at our house, we have a full house. We have a, another family member who is is being listed as two family members that are being listed as essential during all this and then some other family members that work in the food industry and so we're we've got three kids in our house uh, two working adults all that most of our job is required to be on the phone and in meetings most of the day so it is uh, in a small house it's been a little little tense to say the least just because of the adjustment of everyone doing things. So you know with with small children ranging from age 1 to age 13, you know they have different needs and of course you know you you're getting a lot of help. Uh, but you can't just leave them alone for eight hours locked in a room. They have certain needs and then of course you have your own needs and your own needs for private conversations and uh, when you're working with uh, either a friend or a spouse in a close proximity, that can get a a little bit difficult if you don't have any kind of dividing boundaries. And again, uh, living in a small house, where do you want to go? You can go from your kitchen table to the the couch, to the bathroom, back to the table, to your computer desk. If you even have one, sometimes those are all mixed in together. So it's, uh, the, the first week was more of kind of feeling like, okay, this is just a little bit over. Maybe this is a little bit overhyped. Let's see what's going on. Um, you know, I've worked from home before, it's no big deal, kind of wrestling with a a little bit of uh, indifference, um, and maybe a little bit of neglect about the situation. And then last week, I found myself just kind of in in, in, an emotional turmoil, right? I mean, every day you, you read the news, it's just, it's getting worse, it's getting worse. And logically, of course, you know that, okay, the media is trying to sell things to hype this up. Uh, you know that as things such as technology, as the ability for us to properly identify what's going on out in society, and when you feel so sequestered in your house, you, you want to have some sort of kind of connection with what's going on outside. So you do kind of have to, to take it, but you have to take it as one point of information. Right, just because the news says it's it's really bad out there, it doesn't mean that you know when you step outside your house that the boogeyman is going to come get you. But even still, knowing that there is uh, sensationalism with selling either uh, written articles for clicks or making sure that people are constantly tuning into a single source or whatever media tactic is out there, I don't think the media is all bad, but. It's 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 no longer a a situation for for journalistic efforts. A lot of it is is profit driven. And with that being said, it is one point of information. And then you have things like social media, which you know several months ago was the root of all evil, and now it's the lifeline keeping us all together. If that's not an interesting reframe for you, Um, you have different people, you know, just basically bashing bashing on neighbors and why aren't people taking this seriously and that's why things are sick and it's just it's just a huge cluster of uh, array of disinformation and information overload from so many different sources it's really hard to disseminate uh what's valuable what's not valuable what's being sensationalized what was underbaked because uh from from my experience is that I did not truly foresee this you know extending out to to several several weeks staying at home i certainly thought it was possible probably to go ahead and um to to go ahead and stay inside as things kind of cleared out but to see that we have a shut in order until the end of april really kind of shows how quickly this can escalate and it certainly changes my my outlook on what the the impact is And so with last week being kind of in a state of, I would say, emotional dysregulation, not really sure what to feel, don't want to be the alarmist, but yet things are unfolding so quickly and so rapidly with so many uh, different points of information, it was really hard to know how to feel about anything that was going on, if things were ever going to get back to normal. And the way that I traditionally have taken up my stress. If you've listened to any of my first episodes is really in, in de-emphasizing all the self-care things. So, you know, essentially I was eating just whatever all the time, uh, you know, under the guise of supporting small business, you know, losing track of, of my routine and probably overeating, uh, because that's one of the ways that that was one of the triggers that I've certainly, certainly found consuming a little bit more alcohol than I normally do because there's really not a whole lot to do. You know, it's either Netflix, stay inside, kind of go for a walk. You have a certain limited amount of options. And I think one one of the funny things that, that I do is that I don't really quite put a value on so many things that I have until it's gone, until it's no longer an option. And so for for you know, for several months before I started this podcast, I struggled with not being the person that I was before. Um, I was injured before. I was kind of a little bit, you know, off my track, off my groove, so to speak, with productivity, with maybe physical efforts such as uh, working out. Or I've done uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu in the past, and all those things had fallen by the wayside last year. That kind of add to this mind aided to this mind state that was in and i find myself now that you can't do it right you can't go to the gym you can't go to the ymca i can't go to uh can't go to any kind of brazilian jiu-jitsu or any sort of group activity that those are the things i wanted well yeah i've I've always i was going to go back to the gym i was going to go back last week now it's taken away now i guess i can't do it and it's it's just this weird mental loop that you get stuck into And so I started to become, I I would say, a little bit more fixated last week on all the things I I can't do rather than the things that I could. And that was really tough. It it was really tough because you become very, very negative. Um, For me, I become very, when I'm obviously overeating. Consuming a little bit more alcohol, being not really taking care of myself, you know, sleeping until the last minute, uh, wearing pajamas when you're going to work, not really um, taking it like you would a normal work day, just kind of puts me all in this mindset that I'm really not being the best version of me. Now, before I started this podcast, I would have really, really beaten myself up over it. And let's make no mistake which is even with this all this awareness that's going on, it doesn't always equate to making things easier. A lot of this is very, very difficult stuff. And I know it's not just me that uh, feels a little bit extra fearful about what's going to happen and how it's gonna happen, if everything's gonna be okay, if our friends our family's gonna be okay, I certainly have a family member that's high that's in the high risk category after having major um immunotherapy just a couple of years ago, still doesn't even have all their vaccinations after those um very specialized treatments. And so that caused me to separate it was actually that was actually my dad, and so we didn't get to have uh my mom's birthday was just the other week, and we didn't even get to see him because it's just it's it's not really worth the risk anymore and even though you are aware that these things are good, right this is preventative it's you know it's not forever it's for a little while, it still doesn't always make it easier because these things are difficult to navigate, and I think that before I did. The podcast, I would really beat myself up. And even though I still did a little, a few rounds of boxing match, uh, mentally, you know, where that negative self-speak comes in, uh, the frustration, uh, that feeling like you want to do something, but you don't really know what to do. Therefore you just kind of become in this irritable mood, um, as you become very, very internally focused, preoccupied with thought. um, I think that now reflecting back and realizing that, uh, this is part of a process has really helped me kind of deescalate some of those feelings so that yesterday I could start getting back to a normal mindset. And even though I would say it's not like I'm, you know, clicking my heels, like everything's back to normal because it's not. And if anything, I showed us is that this is not going away, and the ramifications are going to be around for a while. But I started to to at least feel like who I identify with as myself, which is, you know, someone who who wakes up early. I I've been trying to take a walk every day. I've been trying to stick to some sort of uh, productivity schedule, making sure to allow space for breaks because when you're working at home, now it can all kind of blur together and. You know, what was an eight hour day can become a, a 10 hour day that just kind of gets stretched out and you're checking email in the evening and waking up early and checking email. And maybe you're uh, just kind of flipping through a project, um, so on and so forth. And so all these things kind of blend together to, I would say, create this different version of myself. And what I'm allowing to do is just giving that space and saying, this is part of the process. It's part of the process of adapting to a new, a new lifestyle a new community and that's not always an easy process but it's necessary when i don't think it takes a more than a google search or two to realize that the things that were going on now with the coronavirus while it's new to us as a society you know the idea of financial societal shakeups is not i mean i can just think of three off the top of my head in the in the past 20 years which is you know the the dot-com burst um 9-11 and uh the financial the mortgage market the housing bubble um while i would probably need to research a little bit more to talk about those with any sort of um authority the one thing i do know is that they were all very difficult times they were new environments that people had to adjust to and now uh, Twenty years later, as I experienced those as a teenager, as a a, a younger adult, and now as a professional coach, I realized that these situations are actually very, very ideal for coaching. Not that coaching is the the one all be all answer, but a lot of other modalities and types of support are very, very great. But when it comes to this new territory, when you're forging a path that there's no trail markers, there's no signs. Coaching is actually a very, very good support tool, and if you look back with hindsight, which is always uh, a little bit easier than than going through it, you know you can see things like the housing bubble. I know there were movies. I I think it's one of those that I needed to watch, which is The Big Short, where people are warning about the housing bubble. I, I see the same thing um, about the coronavirus, which people are you know, copying uh, Bill Gates' TED Talk from years ago, or now the movie Contagion is very, very popular. It seems easier in hindsight to look back and say, well, the warning signs were all there. How could you not be prepared? But this is human life. And human real life uh, is subject to fallacy, is subject to You know, hubris, ego, uh, to pride and to things that even I was guilty of when all this was going on. Well, isn't this, isn't this just like the flu? And the answer clearly was refuted as no, this is way worse, way worse than the flu. Uh, because as contagious as the flu is, it's not this contagious. And the flu doesn't, uh, make us have to shutter houses and doesn't, I don't think, kills people with this alarming rate. So with that being said, knowing that we have faced a few economic situations, uh, one of the things that I really wanted to talk about today is how I believe that that coaching is actually more more useful now than ever. And not just for myself, but I think especially uh, for the way that things are developing in the United States, as we're seeing uh, sort of solutions because business cannot continue as normal. And I think I, I actually got on Facebook yesterday and uh, just talked about this a little bit, because I think at this point we can assume that the market and that our society is going to be disrupted for probably, you know, what is it almost April. So we're probably looking at like disruption is that even when all these stay at home orders are lifted, I think some things will see a little bit of influx of business, but I don't think business is going to return to normal. I think a lot of different people are going to be in different economic situations. Some people that have had the privilege of working from home the whole time um, where they can continue business normal, maybe they'll be okay. But we're having a lot of people facing unemployment. The service industry shaken up. I, I don't think it's just going to go like flipping a light switch and things are going to go back to normal. So, with that being said, I think it's going to be a slow buildup as things change a little bit. I think some aspects of business in the service industry and the way that um, we do business in the grocery store is probably going to change a little bit. I mean, one of the first things that I'm seeing just off the bat is that now when people line up, that there's little, when you line up in the grocery store, which is one of the essential businesses is that you're seeing, I'm seeing little markers that pace the line out. And so no longer you have this like, jam of people, um, you know, you have to be very, very safe and what you can touch and what you can't touch. And I think that some of these things, these practices, even after the the initial coronavirus scare goes away, in whatever way this is going to unfold, it's, it's really hard to say at this point, if, it, if it's going to be something that hangs around with us all the time, like the flu or is this going to come and, and go during the summer and everything's going to be okay? Or is this going to go away during the summer, come back in the winter? Or is this something that's, you know, that's here to stay? I mean, it's, it, there's so many questions that, uh, we don't know. But one thing I do know is that most likely if we've learned anything from our last financial crises and our last kind of societal impacts is that some changes will be here to stay for better or for worse and the easiest example that i can think of that is that after 9-11, we truly truly cracked down on the process on when someone gets on an airplane and you know now the the tsa and the the check-in process is is part of is part of airline travel so on the topic of coaching that i've kind of just started to scratch the surface on is that it's not that coaches are experts. And that uh one of the things that I saw that actually inspired my post was that it was a a rant, I think, on someone's paid advertisement about, you know, about charging less. It was like a, a webinar kind of series. And uh in the comments, one of the top comments was basically about how coaches are opportunistic and how they um sell on uh people's guilt and fear and i didn't comment on it because i didn't know the person and i didn't really feel like that was a good use of energy and most likely it would have been a very one-sided boring disagreement anyways <laughs> but uh is that when true coaching is happening it is actually a space that is being held by a coach for a client that allows them to do their best thinking. And because coaches are trained to not necessarily wing it, but be so comfortable in the space of ambiguity, of uncertainty, and really to to help focus the client, whoever I'm working with, to, to conform to this process, to help them show the box to which they can craft their path out of. That is why I think coaching is so ideal for this time. And especially one of the things that concern me is that, you know, similar to what we've seen in the past, is that, you know, the government is going to be quick to react to make sure that financially we're not going into a complete state of disarray. So things like a stimulus package, which we've seen before things like bailouts, which we've seen before, those go to the big businesses, right? They need them because they were hire on so many people and they can uh, make the most noise. But what really concerns me is, is the way that small business is being treated. And I think that when we talk about economic health in our society, uh, things like you know the stock market, um, sure. Sure. That certainly impacts our life, but people that make money on the stock market, they don't really put it back into their society. They usually put it back into the stock market. But for people like myself, is that when we talk about financial and economic health, you know, I am a part of the place that I live, which is in the Colorado Pikes Peak region. And a lot of the money I go, um, the money that I make, I like putting back into the community um, to support my friends, to support places that we we enjoy. And so if now is not a time to support, you know, I'm not sure what is because like the TSA, some things are going to change and some of these changes are going to last. And so with professional coaching, I put myself out there on Facebook and just said, hey, you know, as much as I am going to be a a do-gooder and make sure I support the local businesses that I want to still be around because they can't do business as normal, um, I went ahead and put an offer out on Facebook to do do free coaching because uh, I don't believe that coaching is necessarily opportunistic. I don't believe in fear-based marketing or being alarmist. But I do believe in the power of coaching. And I've not only experienced it firsthand, but I've witnessed. And I think that small businesses, whether it's a small business of one employee, similar to uh what a lot of coaching firms and a lot of uh fellow uh talent management, talent specialists, talent optimization services that that I uh friends that I have in that industry, a lot of them are employees of one or maybe just two or three employees even up to the small restaurants, which have staff of 20. I think they're the ones that, that need the most support. And so I put the offer out there because I, I believe so much in coaching being just a a very, very um, special place where people who get so frustrated and so overwhelmed can just carve out a little bit of time just for themselves to do what they do better Um, To figure out and to start to put some sort of plan together as how they're going to go forward. And it may not be the plan. It may not be the answer, like the super solid solution, because we love having these sort of cocktails where it's like, yeah, if you just do A and B, you're going to get C no matter what. I think in coaching, we are a lot more flexible and a lot more versatile as we know that, okay, let's try A. Let's try B. And if that doesn't produce C, we're going to go back to the drawing board. We're going to see what we found from A. We're going to talk about what lessons, what didn't work from B. So that when we craft, you know, plans D, E, and F, we're going to make sure you're feeling constant, feeling um, constantly positive about it, that you're distilling the quality information so that you can be versatile in this unknown climate. And that's really The beauty of coaching is that you have someone that's helping you not necessarily ahead um, as in the metaphor of of blazing a new trail where there's no trail markers, there's no path. You have someone alongside of you that's more access to support as you're doing the hard work. And I believe in that process so much that I offered um, some free coaching. I'm going to be offering free coaching for at least the next few months. Um, So I'm going to take five clients, offer Ten coaching hours to small business in the Pikes Peak region, and immediately, probably by the time I woke up to do this podcast, I already had three people taking up on it. And people, some some people I've worked with before, some people I haven't. So I'm really, really interested to see how uh, this is going to unfold because I do believe that if there isn't some plan to flex or some plan to bend or change in the shortly short upcoming months is that unfortunately a lot of businesses are not going to be able to sustain in this new market and again that's where i think coaching can happen because it can help uh, business owners leaders understand and see for themselves what it's going to take in order to not just survive in this new market but what it would take to thrive And sometimes that may look completely different from what they were doing two months ago. And if you just listen to me in the first 10 minutes of this podcast, something as simple as just getting adjusted to, you know, going to the office to work and then working with uh, just a few other people, again, family, people I love, people I care about. That was, that was a difficult process. And that's on a super small scale. So changing a business in a way you've been doing things for years and years and years is your soul, blood, and life money. And all of a sudden, quickly adapting to a new environment can also be very, very painful as well. So why not get every single person you can in your corner? That's what a coach can do. Why not get every nook and cranny of help available out there? And I get it that a lot of things right now are going to be luxuries that are going to be, uh, things like paying for coaching is, is not, is not cheap. Um, but again, I believed in it. So that's how I'm showing my support to my community. Uh, my impression is that while tax, uh, payroll taxes and tax write-offs are great. It's not going to be very, very helpful if your business doesn't survive until the end of the year. So if you are a small business or a sole proprietor, you know, now is the time to start rethinking about, hey, who's in your corner? Who do you want for support? Because like I said, I think some changes are here to stay. And don't you want a fighting chance? So I think I'm going to go ahead and leave it there for today or this morning. Um, but I would love to hear from some people, uh, you know, reach out to us at info at hawthornunion.com. Um, and I'm also about to finish getting up the, the website up and ready. Um, but you can reach out to me on social media and let me know how you're doing, what tools and tactics you're using in order to keep sanity afloat during these <laughs> unprecedented times. And I hear that word so much, I don't know if I'm still a fan anymore. But as the big waves of the roller coaster, which is one of the things I heard from from my leader uh, yesterday, start to s- slow down and the volatility starts to slow down. And as we start adjusting to this new life, I really would um, love to hear from all of you. So let me know how you're doing, how you're staying sane, and... Until next time. Thanks for tuning in. For more information on Hawthorne Union, you can go to www.hawthornunion.com or reach us at info at hawthornunion.com.